Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, where we keep it real, raw, and uncut. Jeff, you ready? You know it. Todd, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's start the show in five, four, three. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect. This is Pastor Todd, and I'm here with my main boy, Pastor Jeff. Yes, sir. What's happening, Doc? It's been a minute. Yes, sir. We back. But I'm glad to be back. We're broadcasting from Freeze, Five Star Barbershop in Warren, Ohio. Five Star, Big Free. Come check him out. Yeah, make sure you support them black businesses. Now, it's before Thanksgiving, but by the time we get to this episode airing, we'll be right smack dab in Christmas. Yes, sir. Or as I like to call it, tis the season for woke folk <laughs> who hate white Santa. <laughs> they hate white Santa. Hate, I mean, white Santa, you know, the uh, the financial irresponsibility of buying gifts. Right. The Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. You know Christmas trees was from Nimrod. You know Nimrod, <laughs> you know, you're worshiping the God. So what do we, what, what, it's been out for a while now. Remember when we were first on Facebook and we and, and Twitter and we first started seeing right, this right, stuff? Right, right, right. Like 10 years ago. Mm. So. The same stuff is going to come back up. What's what's your response at this point? Shut up. (laughs) Listen, I I do a pre-post. Nobody, yeah, yeah, I literally do a (laughs) pre-post. I don't care. I know, I know some of y'all don't think it's Jesus' birthday. I know some of y'all don't think that Christmas could have been in December, but let us have our good time. It's it's cultural at this point. Right, let us do us. I'm a little surprised or disappointed that sometimes our intellect level or maybe our desire to prove a point outweighs our intellect level. Because we know full well that certain religious traditions and then cultural norms just kind of intertwine. And after a while, for a lot of people, it's no longer even about the specifics of history. Now, for those of us who are true believers and Christians, we're going to hold to our beliefs. And and within the context of knowing that time and seasons and things change, that doesn't change the truth of what we believe about Jesus. But all this other stuff, you know, uh, and the funny thing is, some of these people are going to be the same people who are going to be in debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in January, <laughs> you know, arguing, kids mad at them because they didn't get, you know, the, the, the shoes they wanted or they're going to be in line the day after Christmas, you know. So it's just like, let it go. It's not that please, important. Please, it's really Love not. somebody. It's really not. Just, you, the fact of the matter, Jesus was born. That's the, it. Jesus was born. Jesus was born. And he was born for you. Santa he, is even somebody's tradition. You know, right. let it go, let it go, man. Right, I mean, it's right. like the dumbest story. It's like saying I don't believe in Bugs Bunny. Like, who believes? That's the funny. The phrase makes me mad. Like, I don't believe in Santa. Who believes in Santa who's over three years old? I mean, seriously. I mean, so. But some of these people are so rude and ignorant. Yeah, it, they'll literally tell your three-year-old, boy, you know daddy <laughs> much yet. Right. That, toys are us. that toys are us. <laughs> that toys are us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, you know, you know, you know what's ironic? Is it? It's almost like the the world version of the mean preacher, right? Yeah. Like the the, the delivery undercuts the message, mm-hmm. and it's like I would listen to you if you didn't insist on being such a jerk about it. Right. Like, right. why do you have to jump on my posts? I can just say Merry Christmas to everybody, and like you literally have to take over my comments with your it, that that's the your worst. Foolery. It's the worst. And they'll they'll write a three paragraph. Oh man! Oh, give you right, books, <laughs> references, references, books, books and. You need to start reading. I'm a master leader, man. 
I'm a, I, I reserve <laughs> the right to delete whatever I just don't want to read. Delete. I don't, and I don't want it because it messes up your vibe. You got right. all these good vibes and, mm-hmm. and love being shared around. And then, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm not just picking on the woke wo- person. Anybody who has a different opinion. It could be super safe person. Right. Yeah. Super sanctified person. Oh, and, it, and it's a lot of them. You don't, yes. don't. It doesn't just stop with Christmas. It goes on to Easter. Easter, yeah. Then you bring up Easter, Thanksgiving, Easter, Memorial yeah. Day. Halloween. Arbor Day. Halloween. <laughs> we, we, are, we are all witches. <laughs> Some people, we are going Listen, to burn at the stake. Them nerds gonna kill you, man. Reese's. So I mean, it's just it's just all love, you know. And I, that's that might be an unpopular, and to some people, unpastoral way. I would not promote something that is outright destructive. Absolutely. And and I guess it's your own definition. That's why we have our own convictions. Right. You can have your own convictions. If it's not yours, then then God bless you. Amen. You know, do your thing. Yes. Sir. So uh, our subject tonight is a continuation of what we started earlier. We started a series called Members Only. Members Only. Members Only. This is Members Only Part 2. Are you a member? Are you a member? Do you have a church? Do you have a church home? Would you have like, you accepted That's not what we say anymore. <laughs> Would you like to partner with us? Yes, yes, yes. Would you like to become part of the family? Join our village. <laughs> does it bother you that people seem to be trying to come up with, like, new terms and words that really say the same thing? You know, it doesn't bother me. And I think sometimes, sometimes it can be good. Because sometimes too much of the same thing, you know, people get people do be, get religious in in religious and definitions. Yeah. So you know, to come up with some different things, but sometimes you know they try to make they come they take it too far to the yeah. right. You know, oh. and we talked about it before this whole kingdom thing, oh, yeah. which is just church. Yeah. You know, the whole thing become our kingdom partner. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, the whole song of the Lord. It you know, it's just you forgot By the words. By the way, did you see song. Todd Delaney's song, Song of the Lord? He was reading, just singing straight out the Bible. Did you see that? I didn't see it's, it. It's a good video. You should watch it. Oh, I got to watch it. He was like, I'm going to sing the, the word back to the Lord. It was it was good. But wow. I, okay, I'll just say it before. I wouldn't recommend everybody try that. Please don't. I wouldn't recommend. Please don't. Because they'll pick the wrong passage. Right. They'll be reading like, <laughs> the destruction of Beelzebub <laughs> will be upon your children. And the thunder came down. <laughs> Enslaved your babies, <laughs> and the seed was spilt upon the earth. <laughs> so everybody can't sing directly out the Bible. Todd Delaney is a master, so yes, be careful. He is. Yes, so, he is. so with members only, we're going to take it in another direction. I, I guess I'll call our first part. Uh, that's my church. That's my church. Remember when you used to go on road trips with your family, mm-hmm. and if you were like me, you were often traveling in the less than ideal vehicle. You know. And so your brothers, especially brothers, we would get together and play That's My Car. Yes, yes, yes. That's my car. Yes. And we yes. would we would get possessive, Doc. We, we, we call would it be, bingo. We call it bingo. Oh, you call it bingo? Yeah, we sit okay. on the porch and just watch the cars go by. Bingo. That's, I call it bingo. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And and the premise obviously is juvenile. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would like to have. I would love to drive it. Right. I obviously as a child, or even if you're an adult, you know, I, it's not mine. I haven't made any investment. I haven't bought it. Probably couldn't drive it if I had it. Right. Okay, but that's my car. That's my car. Which brings me to the funny meme with the lady, the white lady, screaming at the cat. Right. And uh, I'm going to shout out Pastor Michael Harrison's one that I saw posted up when he said, yeah. uh, I go to your church or I'm a member of your church. <laughs> and the cat said, you're never here. Right, you're never here. <laughs> and so it brings to mind when you talk about the whole members only thing. You know, we talked about what makes a good member. But what are the limits of membership? You know, like, what are the limits of membership? Uh, you know, my first few years at my church, at Second, I was constantly running into people who were members of Second, who, you know, I, I wasn't seeing. 
you know, and of course you chalk it up the first few years too. Well, I'm new. Right. So I'm the one out the loop. And, you know, this one started working midnights, so they're in college, or this is happening. You know, people have seasons, whatever. And that's cool. You know, four, four years later now, right. I mean, a whole lot of names on a lot of church roles, you know, that can go four years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. But they still say that's my church. What's the limit in your mind? You know, we don't have to start with dates yet. We don't have to go straight to how long before I kick you out and all that kind of stuff or remove you from the role. I I think, you know, so often it's not even it's not even their church. It was their mama's church. That's true. And you've never walked down the aisle. You've never committed. Or if they did, they weren't actually committed. You may have been a two year old little kid. Nine year old baptism. You join with your mother. It, and because your mother joined, obviously, you had to join. Right. And so now you just feel like you deserve the rights and privileges of anybody else who's been there and have constantly put their time into this. And, and without any, you know, genuine commitment. And I say this all the time because we'll, we'll unpack the whole church is a business thing in a minute, you know. But I don't care what entity or organization, whatever you call it. Nothing works without in participation and involvement Absolutely. and investment. I don't care what you call it. You know, in my boys' baseball league, you know, one of the teams just wasn't having their practices like they should, so they didn't have a team. Right. And it messed up the whole league, you know, a little bit because this one team really wasn't functioning like it should. It's baseball. It doesn't matter what it is. It could right. be a business. It could be an organization for the community. And, yes, the church. And I think people fail to realize that. But what is it about us that we want to continue to claim the attachment to something we're not engaged in? Like, what do you think? Because the sad thing about you and I, we've been in this thing so long, we don't even know what it feels like to be detached. We don't know what it feels like to miss a week. We don't know what it feels like to not be a part of somebody somewhere, you know, and feel, you know, fully and sold out. Wherever we're at, we're sold out. And I think that's the hard that's the hard part because we are so, and so we look at people and we, we wonder how can you just go without? How can you just week after week after week after week just say? Is it our blind spot then? Because we're the leaders and we're the ones in the chairs. You know, we, we, we got to preach. We, we to have to be there. We have to be. But see, even if I didn't have to be there, You'd I would want to be there. You want to be there. It, it, there there's and there's a core group of people it. who are. Absolutely. You know, but that's, as we said last time, that that's not the dominant. I mean, that's a, a shrinking minority of people who are the core. So what is it about that attachment? Because I'm seeing more and more people who claim me, you know, as their pastor or they claim a church. They don't even seem to like Christianity at all. So many. I'm not so even talking about like you sin or you right. backslide. I'm talking <laughs> about like you, you literally have a cognitive, intelli- you know, intelligent argument. Against, but that's my church, though. Right. That's you my know, church. So what, what do you think? Is it still just more cultural for us, especially as African Americans? You think it's just a cultural thing? You just yeah, I think yeah, I think it is a cultural thing, and it, it's 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 something to be said for being a member of a church. It's something to be said, uh, especially a more prominent church that you know I belong to. That church, especially when the church is in, on the news and doing doing different things and doing different things in the community, and you know they love to say that's my pastor and that's my church. You know they they do that thing on Facebook, shout out your church, and I mean you'll you'll have <laughs> people. For oh, days, yeah. oh, shouting yeah. out to church, and I know pastors looking like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's way more people to have pastors and pastors to have members. Come on, uh, yes, is that is that basically <laughs> where we're at? There's way more people who have pastors than and pastors who actually members. have members. And it's funny because that word, I mean, I guess it's such an ugly word because people can argue it's not in the Bible, like member, member you know, yeah. member. But I mean, 
it's the it's the best word we can come up with in our sloppy language to define what it means to just be connected and attached and committed. But it's almost become like a bad word. Then you'll get, right. like, I don't got to be a member or I don't right, have to right. do what you people think I should do. But what do you think about that, about people who claim you as their pastor but don't go to your church? Uh, sooner or later, it's going to create, you know, a, uh, a crossroads of sort because, you know, at some point you're going to expect something from me that our connection doesn't really right. uh, dictate. And it's like any other relationship. I'll put it in the terms of any other relationship. If if, if, if a man and a, a woman are, are doing whatever, but have never actually defined any sort of commitment to each other, that's why, I've seen these jokes that I can't imagine having these. You'd be having these jokes, they'd be on Facebook and stuff like, what are we? And stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. How do you get to the place where you have to ask somebody, what are what we? Are we? Right, I mean, right, obviously, right. some conversations and some commitments have been left in the dust between kicking it, sex, whatever, that you have to be sitting there with the sheets up talking about, so what are we? I'm like, mm -hmm. well, you didn't figure this out before you did what you did. So I feel like that's where we're at now. And unfortunately, it's the pastors who have to ask that question more. What is are is what are we? And exactly. I, I've always said, and I, I preached it one time, friends with benefits. You know, where you expect to get something out of this but not give anything to it. And the, and the thing is, it's not even really personal. I'm the type of person that I'm, I'm – obsessed with the power of community uh mm -hmm. you you heard me we i mean many of our talks i just talk about the potential of our people together it's really not about i want to feel like right. i have a member or you need to it's really like could you just see what we could be if we really all were in the same space all came together doing yeah. something and i'm not saying everybody got a tithe everybody got to be here every single sunday every single wednesday or whatever but if we just had like a 25 percent, we've literally run numbers in our church like okay if like if 15 percent more people came and just you know uh contributed 10 percent more than they do now it's like astronomical the power of numbers the power of you know multiplication and so for me as a black man especially knowing and I, we'll, we'll, we'll whittle down the culture in the black church. This is one of our few centers of power. And to mm -hmm. see us not engaged in that center, if for no other reason than it helps our people as a whole, it could be distressing because I'm like, what else is there? there I've there yet to see anything else there proven. So, and, and, and people have tried to bring up other things. Oh, You know, they've tried to make clubs and, you know, different things. But right. none of them will ever stand the test of time like the – historically black church will. and they haven't yet i'm like sometimes i just be like we'll prove it like right. whatever it is you yeah. got going on you get your people together you collect your money or do whatever good works you want to do and i'd be happy for you right. like because it would probably make our, our communities better if you actually did it but you know the whole that's my church thing you know it also creates like a false impression a burden of need and also a false impression of resource because if, if 500 people are saying that's my church but, but but let's say that church can only count on 50 of them. But you've got the idea that you've got this. You know, it's right, almost like right. we've created an economy. It's almost like the, the the economic crash. You thought you had this, but you didn't. And it's, it's in every church that there's only 10% of the people doing all the work. And so you, you have— We're not even talking about work anymore, though. We're talking about actually even being e there. Being there, yeah. But I'm just saying, even in the—yeah, being there in the church. But it, it's difficult when you have these— one or two people really just you know going all out and you have this other one who says that's my church oh yeah but yeah. never shows up so you know? so let's take it a step further then you know that's my church 
it's 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 you're not there you know you're not present you nothing nothing indicates anything where's the cutoff this is religiously incorrect. I don't want to hear anybody's bylaws or congregational, you know, whatever you call it, constitution. You know, what's the cutoff? I think it has to be a real conversation with those people and, and just see where they're at, man. See, what do you really so want to So actually do? converse with the people? I think you have to. I think you have to because, for one, I, I think just to send in a letter, you know, I think first of all, that's, I don't know, I I've read the letters and they're <laughs> they are quite comic. I mean, yeah. I'm just I, I'm a I'm a naturally critical person. I've read the letters that have been sent out over the years, you know, from our church in particular, and it's just just I'm just like I'm such a cynic. I'd be reading it as if I'm the person who wasn't right, coming to church. Right. I'm like, man, forget you, man. It's like, <laughs> you know, and and and, and oftentimes it tell, they're never going to go back to another church, uh, or, or or they went and didn't tell nobody. You know what I mean? Or they, but so. So for full disclosure, at second, I've literally been researching our old notes mm-hmm. back to 62 is how far I have back. These are handwritten meeting notes back when they used to have monthly meetings, like a meeting every month or two. And the problems are still were always there. It's Even when the church was at its peak, you're talking like 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 members. They're baptizing like 70, 80 people a year and all this kind of stuff. And they're still saying, like, you know, 30% of our people are, not, you know, are, are doing all the work. Or then it would be something like uh, a membership committee, which we still have, is going to go out and, and, and start finding and, and asking people to come back to church and, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm just watching, like, okay, here we are, like, 70 years later. You know what I mean? Here we are all these years later. And it's funny, like, have a conversation. I mean, <laughs> listen, every time I run into somebody in a grocery store, Hey man, I'm gonna see you Sunday. <laughs> oh, that is the worst. That is the I'm worst. You. I'm gonna see you Sunday, uh, Pastor. I know, I know. So, so it's like I don't even want to put the guilt. I, I, I just like to see it because, you know, what's the cutoff? Like for me, I would be like, look, I mean, some churches we've had the rules. You know, if you haven't been here for 90 days, or six months, you know, you'll get a letter and a this and a that, or you know, you'll be off the roll. And then, you know, some of our churches have this inactive thing, which is really weird because you're still on the roll, but you're, but you're inactive. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of a black or white kind of guy. Either you're in or you're out, right. unless you're sick. You know, we have members who are sick or had to go live with a loved one or, you know, can't come. That's, that's understandable. But, you know, when do you have to start over? Well, like, I mean, I've had this problem. Like, when do you start over? Like, so how long, long has somebody been away? For so long, I've, I've watched countless churches do Let's close the back door on ministry. I've watched college churches yeah, yeah. do the, um, you know, let's let let's do the pair groups, and you know, you take this many people in the church, and you take this many people to church, you take and you go visit them, and those things. And honestly, I think they probably would work if the people who were doing them would do the, you know. You, then you got to be careful who's actually reaching out to these oh, people. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they might run them away. Uh, the person might have a complaint, and they agree with them. They'd be like, yeah, I don't like the pastor either. <laughs> <laughs> Sermon says too long. I, I see what you're saying, Doc. <laughs> I ain't coming back either. <laughs> you know what? Let me call five more people. We start our own church. I mean, but that's real, though. Like, that is literally How real. Happens. It happens. Uh, and, 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 and sometimes, you know, you, you worry yourself. But again, it's like you're playing that that's my church. And it's funny because there's more shame on the preacher saying you haven't been here than the member actually not being there. Right. Like if you dare to point out that you haven't been there. That you haven't been a committed part of it, you know, it's like, oh now you judging people now. 
Oh, no, I, we're not. Just, I, it's a reality. I, I got God at home. I'm watching you on Facebook. I mean, I'm sure I got quite a few who, you know, we've had that debate forever. You know, should we be online? Would it discourage or encourage people? I'm sure there's some people who well, I've actually watch. saw pastors stop. Stop yeah, I'm online. not going online no more. Yeah, they're not going online no more because the people okay. just sit at home. Let me just say it like this. Uh, we have had multiple Sundays where our life went down. And nobody got dressed and came to church. <laughs> nobody, nobody, when we put a little message up, due to technical difficulties, we won't be live there. Nobody said, all right, I'll see you in 10 minutes. But what if you took it all, took it away altogether? Completely. Well, you think they would just go to somebody else's and so on? Because on any given Sunday, you can watch 30, 40 different churches online. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll just, I think in, in a way, they probably just look for somebody else. Which, which by the way, uh, you know, that's my church. How about people who are are a member of a church that they're not even in or at cyber church e-members i i i don't i don't I, it's, you're not really a member you're you're watching it on tv i, I mean what are you doing okay I, I joined the church you joined what church i'm not gonna say but i joined the church <laughs> online just to see what would happen <laughs> just, this is real I'm a member of another church. <laughs> sorry, second, second. second Baptist. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry, second. So I want to do Y'all pastor ain't even a member of y'all church anymore. <laughs> y'all got to give him the right hand to fellowship again on Sunday. I got to get rebaptized. Okay, I want to see what would happen. Okay, what happened? I got an email that said, welcome to our church. And a link to where I could tithe online. And then there was like, then they said, you know, go to the page or whatever. And I guess they're supposed to have like a new members video or something. Or like there'll be throughout the year, there'll be like new members classes by video. But there was nothing on the schedule for like six months. And so I, I just got an email wishing me a happy Thanksgiving. Wow. But I wanted to do an A and B test. So what I'll probably do is <laughs> join the same church under another name. Don't use my name. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> under the name <laughs> J.L. Stanford. But this time, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I don't want to waste my money. But I want to leave like a donation oh and God. see if I get a different response. Oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, I want to leave. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to get a different response. I want to take up a collection and do it. I wish I could take up a collection and get like $500, leave like a $500 donation, join the church. Dude. And then see if I don't get like nine letters in the mail. I will give you 100 of it. You get like nine letters in the mail and I see promise if you. I become one of their uh, gold-level kingdom partners. Doc, you might even get to come to the real church. Bruh. They might invite you to the real church. I'll get a VIP access. but but uh, So I'm not joking about that. Uh, <laughs> I really did join this church. <laughs> No, I really did. I really did join the church. So uh, this is hilarious. But they're 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 saying, you know, Jason's my pastor. Mm -hmm. My pastor. I've heard people say, my pastor said, you know, pray for Africa this week. So I'm gonna pray for Africa. And how? How? I just I don't get that. Even you know. And I I don't even know understand. I don't even know if I could be that member at Jake's church, literally at his church, where you probably oh, I ever could. To, I, I don't know. I, I don't. could, because you got to remember. And I know they have pastors. And no, pastors. no. You know, the, 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 they're like, you're just like us, man. They, they, they know they know their people at the core who actually do show up every week. Yeah. I think they do. I really do. Then I think everybody else, like fans and tourists, be honest, a lot of people that, you know, 
tourists, yeah. fans, yeah. people who are in town visiting family. Right. He's got to get a huge contingency of people who are just curious just stop or by. just casual. But I think that they know who their actual church members are. I really do. I think, you know, even at places like Lakewood, I don't think it's that hard, to be honest. Because I'll be honest, yeah, you can go to – you can start going to uh, football games. Browns become a season ticket holder for five years. And after half a season, you will pretty much know all the regulars. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You'll, you'll, you'll know all the regulars. So, you know, I, it's not to criticize because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm just ancient. So I'll give that, that maybe I'm just so old school minded. I can't get with the E thing. You know, I'm, you know maybe our church should start an E thing. But like anybody else, like how do you measure that then? How do you measure, you know, what it means to be a part you know, and then how do I tell somebody, you know, because I got guys, I'm being serious, I'll say no names, bear no blame, but I got people like, hey, if you ain't, if you ain't been to church 60 days, man, don't call me if somebody die. Wow. Don't, don't call me. I mean, they're literally checking the record books. Now, it's not to say that most churches don't at least look and see if you're an active member, but, I mean, some are real strict, and some of us are real liberal. And yeah. I'll tell you about the conversation stuff, because four years a second, second is a legacy church. We got folk all over the place that, that claim, you know, we've gone through the motions of, okay, we're going to whittle it down, or we're going to send a letter, we're going to have it. It's so difficult because you run in this. It's not the person all the time, okay? It's who they're connected to. Yeah. That's 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 it right Back there. Back to what you said at the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. Is my mama's church. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if mama's still the big tither, you right. better not put off any of her you babies. You can't, you can't put them out. Mm-mm. I don't it's care. Just Juju ain't been here since '72. Juju's still a member. And a lot of that, you know, which we'll get into later, it has to do with the the benefits and the services that you know that we can offer. So you know that that's my church thing. Now, so the, let's 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 flip it before we end here. Okay, how about the, the, that it's not my church for whatever reason? You know, I hate the church. I don't like the church. And I had a thought about that. You just tell me what you think. You know, because it seems like the people who say that's not my church and I don't do church are the people who are the most critical about the church. Always. Like, always. I hate the KKK. Mm-hmm. So if the Grand Wizard's stealing all the money, I could care less. At all. Like, because I don't care about the KKK anyway. It's not like I'm about to have this long argument about ethics in a hate group. So I don't understand why people who already don't like church then turn around and be like, yeah, so I don't believe in this Jesus or nothing, but I don't like what y'all do with the money. Why do you care? Like, I don't understand. Like, maybe that's my logic. Like, I'm like, why? I don't want to be happy if somebody was mismanaging the KKK's money. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it. They deserve it. I don't get that. Prejudice. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to watch these people. I mean, they 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 come off as – you know, like we done something wrong to them. You know, they had this whole Facebook thing about uh, church hurt. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and it just went on and on. And people are literally mad over something. We're First like of all, mass, a man done. We're like mass murderers. Right, right. Some of this stuff ain't even been Some of this stuff was, hey, you know, uh, you shouldn't have done wrong, but they didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said uh, a pastor correcting you is not church hurt. It is not. You know stuff like not. that, and you're right, and it just it just builds this 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 ugliness that's unnecessary, because then then there's the other one, you know, with the ch- our church. I'm, that's my church, but the church is not the building. Oh, come on, man, come on. Church isn't the building, man. It's brick and mortar every place you go. God's not in there. <sighs> well, if God is omnipresent, He's everywhere, so you got to be in there too. Good point. And you know what I tell people often. I don't go to church because God is there. I go to church because other people who serve the same God as me 
are there. Absolutely, absolutely. And like any other. Say that again. Say that again. I don't go to church because God is there. I go to church because other people people. who serve the same God Mm -hmm. are there. People who share the same values. They have the same ideals. And, you know, if if you're a Mason, you go to the Mason meetings to figure out what you're going to do next as Masons. You know what I'm saying? If you're an NAACP, you go to the NAACP meeting when it's called to figure out what's your next agenda, what you're going to be dealing with, you know, whatever it is you do. So we go because there's a benefit to being together and we're more effective when we're all on the same page. We encourage each other. The Bible is actually very clear about that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say go to a church and gather because God is there and God wouldn't be there if you were at home. It's saying that because others are with you and again what's the power in numbers sake, thing? not the assembling of yourself so so i mean so we're gonna see I, i'll give an update next time on my membership <laughs> at my church and maybe maybe i i, I start sh- like that's my church <laughs> that's my start church. commenting start commenting on, on stuff and saying that's my church so if, if 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 you have any comments or or you want to leave some feedback about that's my church shout out your church shout out your church make sure you go Listen, don't shout me out if you don't come. I'm going to come for you. I'm going to send a link to our online giving. Make sure you come. Go, don't just go on uh, Sunday. Go on Wednesday. I would love to see y'all on Wednesday. Come to Bible study. I will have a bomb Wednesday. My Wednesdays would go be Go to choir better. rehearsal. Not choir rehearsal. Everybody can't sing, Doc. <laughs> this is Religiously Incorrect. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Check out our Instagram. website. We'd love to see you and hear from you. We'll be back in a moment. Booyah! Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Religiously Incorrect. Thank you for watching the first episode. We are back. I'm Pastor Jeff here with my good friend, the one, the only, the great Pastor Todd Johnson. Don't do it, man. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got I to gotta represent my own pastor. So, this I mean. Madonna called me to do Martin Luther King last <laughs> week on TV. So, I guess I'll be dead within two years. <laughs> Got two years to go. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can go go ahead and take over. Go second, ahead, so. go ahead, take over, Jock. <laughs> go ahead, and take over the movement. <laughs> You'll be next. Amen. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, members only. Yes, sir. First half we talked about that's my church. If you haven't seen the meme, the, the meme uh, with the the, the the white lady pointing, saying, I, "I go to your church or whatever. I'm a member of your church," and and the cat saying, Not, "You're never here. You're never here. You're, I'll never see you." So yes. that was the first side. Here's 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 part B, part two, Pastor Jeff. Uh, here to serve. Here to serve. Here to serve. Because we're still in the members only theme. So if I were to ask you. What are the three main services or functions that people normally ask of the church as far as like spiritual right. services? Uh, what would they be? Are they pastors or churches? What do they normally get asked to do? It would have to be uh, funerals, funerals, weddings, weddings, and uh, baby dedications. Baby dedications, baby blessings, baby baptisms. Some people <laughs> say, you know, uh, baby dedications. Sprinkle, the sprinkle, water. dip. You know, hold the baby's crying, crawling up your road. Hold him up like Mufasa. Oh, no. <laughs> That's somebody in the corner. No, no, no. <laughs> Speaking in tongues in the corner. Yeah, we don't need them problems. Yeah, so that's the th- How many times have you gotten a call, an inbox, text message, secretary tell you, you know, so-and-so is called or, you know, you know, just, just random. You know, you, you members, then it's community. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because we mentioned earlier, 
it, it used to be just like a, a, a status, an automatic, you're part of somebody's church or where the bulk of your family is. Did you know that there were like a lot of organizations that wouldn't accept you if you weren't a member of a church? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you weren't a member of a church and, you know, you couldn't join ABC organization or some 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 fraternal orders or you had to remember the church would be some, there used to be some Greek, you know, Greek right. things like that. I don't want to speak for nobody, so I don't want anybody to throw no signs up at me. You know what? You know what I get a lot of. What I what, what I have gotten a lot of character letters. Oh, it's funny because I just got a letter. Uh, I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. I yeah, but I have I, no idea who I you are. I got court in two weeks. Right? Yes. And, I need a character uh, letter. And you know, I ain't do it. <laughs> Didn't I just see you on the news? Right. <laughs> Robbing <laughs> and stabbing somebody. <laughs> like. But you went to school with my cousin, though. So, yeah, 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 character letters. Yeah, but that's more like a function of your, like, position. Yeah. You know, you're just a respectable person, you know. Uh, I, I have a policy. I don't go to a whole lot of courtrooms with people to do that. Because you don't, you don't know what you might run into. Never. You think you in there because they, like, jaywalked or something. They pull out this rap sheet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stab nine people. Sold a whole plane of dope. You know, beat the old lady up. So right, yeah, right, you don't want right. you don't want that embarrassment. So funerals, weddings, and, and baby dedications. So I guess the question is, how does the church continue to offer these services? First of all, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, you know what it kind of upsets me is that a lot of pastors go like with the money first. They be like, we can't afford to do all these funerals. Well, you know. It, Outside of like buying, I can see if you're feeding people. Yeah, yeah. But usually the family is supposed to. But then people really act like like doing a thirty minute wedding is going to cost a church like nine thousand dollars in light bill or something. You know what I mean? I hate to hear that. Like it's like we got a light bill too. Man, you need the lights on most of the time. But but spiritually though, not some financial practical thing. What are the boundaries of these are Christian? Rights, R I T E S. That sounds like a Catholic word, but they really are considered the rights, rights. of the church: right. Christian burial, holy matrimony, and dedicating babies. How do we continue, or how do we manage this new reality where we not only have people who are detached from the church who might not be a member of the church, some may not profess any real faith, or we can't prove any real faith? And I know that'd get messy because how can you tell me that I'm not? But how do we, what do you do with that as a pastor? I think we have to be very careful, um, especially when when they do want to have it in a church. Because there are some things that I will literally say, no, you need to have this at a at a hall or something. Because you're not going to walk down the aisle listening to Al Green and, you know. But you'll still do it. At the, at the. You'll do it at the hall. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I probably would. And Al Green's not that probably. bad. He's a minister. Well, I, I'm, 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 just, I'm, I'm just using him as an example. Al Green was the first Kanye. You know, when, you, <laughs> when you're coming down and you do, you know, they oh, yeah, doing second and jiving down. The, it's like, you know. I had one come down like they were talking about how much sex they had. What? <laughs> what? Like, what? Like when I flipped it up and rubbed it down. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure you probably have done it. I don't think you have to sing about it on your way down the aisle. <laughs> then I had one where the guy was singing to the bride so much I thought the groom was going to fight him because the, the singer, oh, yeah, man, he was deep all up in her eyes. Listen, listen, he went all Johnny Gill on her. I said, she's about to run off with this cat, man. It's about to be a whole. So, but I mean, let's go deeper than that. 
I don't care if they do everything perfect. They they coming down to Mahalia Jackson, <laughs> you know? What if it is evident that there is just no belief or respect at all for faith outside of the request for a Christian service? Now, are they a member? Let's say no. Let's get your hypothetical. Let's say no. Not a community person, just somebody. Marriage is in a marriage... And funeral is like I don't know, man. It's because it's, 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 because we want people to be married, right? You want people to be married. You want to. You want you know. But I mean, I, for, me, for for marriage, I think it would be a little bit easier for me. Okay. For me, it would be easier with marriage and funeral, because for me with marriage, I'm not marrying you unless I counseled you. So you put that stipulation on. That you. that's the stipulation for me. I'm not going to do any marriage that I have not Counsel had somebody. at least at least uh, five sessions with this person okay so that makes it so then i i know through the sessions whether or not you believe whether or not you care whether or not you have ever been to anybody's church or whatever right you know so that for me now funerals is different because I, how, how you counsel somebody on a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> well i mean <laughs> now it becomes almost like a, let's be honest it becomes almost like a guilt thing you know and, and it, for me i often use the word dignity Mm. You know, I want to offer every family possible dignity and the ministry of comfort. That's good. That's good. I yes. really do. And I know there's some people in my life that feels like, you know, you should, them folk don't come to church. You shouldn't. Uh, and, and I don't even sit here and say, well, if I do it, they might. Because that's right. like a terrible premise. It I is. think people it should is. really just get off of that. If if I do it, they'll all come to church. Or if I give them this food back, just just leave that whole thing out the picture. But I can't say yes to everybody. Right. Or there really are expectations. You know, I wondered if I could set things up where I'm just doing. I, I'll go to any funeral home, but now you say open up the church. Now, you know, my ushers, deacons, we got to clean up. We got to, you know. Then let, let, let's go in deep. Even if you're not somebody's church because you are the church, sometimes people who are detached from the church, sometimes they have no connection to anybody. So they need a singer, they need an organist, they need right, this. Right. So now you have become the middleman mm-hmm. for making this whole spiritual service that is dependent upon like a church ecosystem to work because you're the one with the connections. And I don't think people understand that we just don't have like some little elf organist in the back that's just ready to pop out and start <laughs> playing every time, you know, or that it's dishonorable for me to keep calling in favors for guys, you know, and then we, you know, of course, know who pays and all that kind of stuff. There's this ecosystem of support that people don't often give credit. Very little do I often see people give credit and say, not only do I thank you, pastor, for preaching, but I thank those ushers that took their day off to come or got up and nurses and, you know, office staff, whoever did what they did. I mean, you got men out there who got up early to put cones out right, in right, the right. parking lot. Just, just everything that makes work. Because, by the way, that's something you would pay a funeral home to do. Right. And hilariously, you know, in a lot of our churches, once the church steps in, funeral homes just go sit in the car. That's it. it that's you know what it. I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're not, they but do. they don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Some offer excellent service and, you know, love them, what they do. But especially ones that aren't in our community, man. And once they see we got this handled, you know. Yeah, I actually was at a funeral today, and a young lady sang. She sang beautifully. She sang beautifully, two songs. And right after the service, the funeral home actually hired her to do songs oh, for, real? for for 
And I said, you know, that's, that, that's entrepreneurship. I, that, yeah, All right. it is. It's wonderful. And I think, you know, and I think sometimes we may may want to lead these people. You know, this might be better out of. I ain't having no funeral home service. <laughs> Come on, man. That's the thing. It's the, the demand, man. Right. And I'm 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 worried sometimes from a spiritual standpoint. Could we be possibly because we have a fine line to walk and we've both seen both extremes. Yes. Could we be possibly leaving people into a false sense of spirituality by always being there without any judgment, without any speech, without any, you know, you know you're supposed to be, you know you ought to be. Because we've seen, oh, some of the worst funerals I've been to is when a preacher feels like it's his job to lecture the family and the mourners on, I've heard it as bad as, we wouldn't be here if y'all all all came to church like you ought to. Like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, Pookie wouldn't have got shot if if y'all were just more, that's insane, you know, but, or where you're just sort of preaching people into heaven, oh. and that's the expectation, say something good about them. But it's just the overall service. I worry about the spirituality of it because we're here to minister comfort to you, but there's you can't ignore as a minister and a pastor that there's this like false premise of faith that's built into having participated. And, I'm, and we're saying spiritual stuff, God is our help and God is our comfort. There are people who don't even believe in God, but for the moment, in the emotion, they're saying amen. Right. And yeah, I, I know where my help comes from and that kind of thing. It's like, how do you, do you feel an obligation to? You, you, like you said, you, you want to do both, you know, you, and we've seen both sides. You want to do the, the right thing by, you know, like you said, giving them dignity of going out. But then you also look back at the old school preachers and how they were, I, mean, I remember one time I, I watched a, a service with Evie Hilliard. Okay. And he, he said, Evie Hill. Evie Hill. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He said, y'all just gonna, y'all just gonna make him come up. Y'all just gonna force him to church, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the dead he said, guy? He, 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 he never came when he was alive. <laughs> he never came. So you can't, yes. you can't get over that though. <laughs> you just gonna you force can't get away him. with that these days. You, you can't, can't say you can't that, that stuff, yeah, man. That'd be, a, that'd be a Facebook Live <laughs> moment if you gotta be saying something like that. Uh, Vernon Johns had a, a similar thing. Vernon Johns was uh, uh, Martin Luther King's predecessor at Dexter, Dexter Avenue Church. Okay. Uh, I think in Montgomery. And uh, he had, they asked him to do a funeral for some guy that was just, I mean, the, the, the legend is, you know, just some guy out there, you know, drunk all the time, you know, partying. And he just got up and said, he, he lived like a dog, he died like a dog. Hey, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? You can't say that stuff now. And there's almost this expectation to make people feel like something they're not for the moment. Right. And it's not that I don't think any pastor doesn't want to serve or any pastor that has a heart doesn't want to serve. But I think you still do have these. And then you have the other pastor who's just like jaded and just frustrated and like, I don't even want to deal with these folks. They don't appreciate it. They hate me anyway. And I think people forget that pastors are human. Like how do these guys get to these places where they sound like they're just bitter men and women? Is because they probably been burned a thousand times. Like I married you, and now I'm a crook next week. Yep. Yep. Like are you, you know, people have feelings too. Or you know, in in, I know it's happened to me quite a few times where somebody's called me and said, you know, uh, we, we need to do a funeral. You know, we really don't have a place. And I'm like, okay, what 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 do you charge? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to charge you anything. Just give me a, you know, whatever, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, and you know. The I fun- know what the Lord put the on their heart. Funeral's <laughs> over. I know everybody <laughs> ate. I, I can tell you what the Lord put on their heart. <laughs> Go home, and I'm like, you know, 
They ain't leave an envelope for me nowhere. Added, not but an envelope. The Lord told me not to give you anything. <laughs> oh, like, oh, but that's the funny thing because people are like, so, so what's your fee for preaching? It's not a fee. Do you really want me to say, hey, doc, it's uh, $75 an hour. <laughs> if you want me to hoop, it's $25. You know, there is no. And honestly, most vast majority of people, it goes without saying, are not even in it for the money Absolutely. at all. Right. Like, it's not even. I'm more concerned about are we really building real community connect, communal connections and are we making real spiritual connections? And do you even respect the faith that you're engaging in? Because here's the funny thing, and I don't know if this happens. I don't know if people call synagogues or 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 mosques or anywhere else and saying, you know what, I really don't share your faith, but would you mind overseeing a memorial service at your building for my loved one? Right, right. What if somebody claimed to be Muslim but was not a member of anybody else's mosque? You know, the Facebook Muslim, you know, the guy who read a lot of books right. or he he's, you know, in a, with all why did this become only like a function of Christians that is it cultural for Cause I tell my white friends all the time, you know, black church is way different than white church as far as community expectations. Right. Like we better be there. You got to, we got to, somebody has to, you, you got, you, you, you better, you know, do that. So and what I think, is it about you know, I think oftentimes, especially when it comes to weddings, it, it becomes, it becomes, the fact of the wedding and not the marriage. Oh and, yeah, you know, that's, and it's, that's all it's, day. And so you know, day. we it so they can't get the, the image thing. Just yeah, is out the window. So the church minister image is still that's really just another prop in the wedding. Right, right, right. All all we need you to do is read these words out this book and hurry up and get to the I do. And we are here talking about and the Holy Spirit binds you together <laughs> and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, just get to the sex part, you know, kiss the bride and all that. But so But then they but then they want special stuff too. They want they want these special putting the sand together. The, sand, the and, strands, you know, the tying ropes. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I watched they, they tie ropes. Maybe Jump uh, in a broom. I'm mix my macaroni and cheese with, <laughs> with your yams. <laughs> We're gonna do a blood covenant. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my arm. <laughs> it, it's like people are like outdoing each other, you know, to do this stuff. But then that goes back to, okay, who am I to tell you as a Christian minister? Because I've been in that unfortunate place where I've said to people like, okay, you know, I don't do that. That's not according to my standard. That's not what we do. You know, if it's a funeral, like you ain't about to get up and do like a pop and lock, you know, tribute to your dead homie. Right. You right, know, right, right. You know, we're not about to. It's because the disconnect spiritually is there. So the values and the norms that go along with, you know, traditional Christian modesty and all these things and, you know, being solemn and sacred about what you do, it's not there. And you're almost offending them by saying, this is not what we do here. Who are you to tell me, judge me, this is my expression, this is, you know, and that's the whole thing. The church is all about God, but people are all about themselves. Yeah, themselves. And so how do you do that? How do you deal with the one person who's, you know, you close the casket 12 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, and they still scream. Oh, listen, the cat, oh, well, you know, we got, we got nurses, they strong arm nurses, doc. We, you, oh, we you dragging you out of there. Yeah, we dragging you out of there. We got a hospital okay. bed in the church. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of the old school hospital beds, right? We will strap you down. I, 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 oh man, I'm getting trouble for this. I had one at my last funeral that was just, 
I'm like, we need. Can we get some tranquilizer or something? <laughs> and this was not a mourner. This was not like right. a family mourner. This was like just a random person. And I'm like, dart gun, you know, taser. Does anybody have anything for this person? You know, a sedative, a Ambien. I mean, it's something. It's crazy. Because I'm like, I'm not even gonna get this sermon out. Like this, calm this down. We got through it. I had to literally stop and say, uh, sister, I need to preach now. Right. I need your help. I need you to calm down. And you know that, but that's, that's, that's a whole other subject of disruptions in the church. Ugh. But so I saw a video and God help me for even mentioning this guy's name. Just, just forgive me now. Just tell me I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. Okay. Dr. Umar Johnson <laughs> did a video and it went viral talking about how the black church owes the black community because it's taken so much from the black community and so all the services, you know, whatever charity. Yeah, I see your eyes. I see your eyebrows. We owe. Wow. My response, because I was over online debates, so whoever posted that, I didn't even bother. But my response was, black church, white church, whatever church, does not owe anyone but its members. Its members. That's it. That's it. And that's cultural and a, just an organizational setup, too, because if we want to get really deep about it, can we get really deep about it? Let's go. Let's go. Church weddings aren't in the Bible. Church funerals aren't in the Bible. And church baby dedications aren't in the Bible. Neither. Weddings, funerals, and baby dedications were usually done by families, mm -hmm. by the patriarch That's right. of the family. Mm -hmm. And even when you go to the priest, you know, because your baby needs to be circumcised or, you know, the woman's pure now or whatever, you know, whatever the, the Jewish rituals were, and forgive my ignorance. But that was something that was usually done among the faithful, mm -hmm. you know, parts of the, the, the Jewish culture, those who were truly faithful. So it's like we don't – this might sound ugly, but nobody – owes anybody anything not at all not at all i mean that's the apostle said we owe the people the gospel that's it that's it that's why they said the deacons should be taught i guess i'd have my deacons preaching all this <laughs> they would stop asking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if i have my deacons do all the all the eulogies they'd be like never mind doc never mind, never mind. we'll go straight to the funeral <laughs> No, but seriously, so it's not to say we don't want to, but the fact that, that it's like your kids, you want to do for your children, but they better not tell you that you owe it to them. Oh, you don't know. I don't owe. My mama used to say, I don't owe anything but to stay, stay black, black and, and die. die. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Stay black and die. So, so that's a toxic sort of a, a sentiment. Now, I think, I think, I think more than him shares that. I think, I think the community thinks that we owe, you know, that the That's what you're church, there for. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying is, that's what you're there for. Sundays, teaching, whatever, you know, that you're there mm -hmm. for when I need. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I'll say what I said earlier offline. These are some of the same people who say, man, y'all ain't nothing about the money. Church ain't nothing but a business. You and you know what I've come to find out? The people who believe that the most are the people who are outside the church who, church who treat it that way the most. Treat the church just like a business. Because you only come when to the church something. like I would go to Walmart. Mm -hmm. I would not go to Walmart just to be there because I like seeing the cashiers right. and I want to say hi to the greeter. Right. I only go when I need some toilet paper mm -hmm. or something, some milk or you know some supply I couldn't get somewhere else. And I almost feel like 
you have to think, and it's not a clapback, it's not a criticism, I'm not trying to argue. And I'm just saying you have to think a little holistically about what you say because sometimes you're the one who's, you know, sort of perpetuating that idea because right. the rest of us are here, money, no money, good days, bad days. I don't know too many businesses just show up and waste money and turn on lights for five people. Absolutely. I don't know too many businesses that, you know, just give away most of its resources and end up at a zero sum and be happy with that. You know, just be happy that you gave <laughs> we, away this much. And we will sit there and say, you know, the Bible says well, one or two are gathered together in your name. We're about to. <laughs> we're we could have had a conference call. <laughs> we could have got on duo and did this. So that's my, I think it's going to become a harder and harder engagement because how do you keep up these expectations? You know, when do you okay and this is a question and i'll leave it out there for our audience i don't even know what camera i'm looking at but i'll leave it out there for our look audience. at all three of them i'll look at all three of them i look at this cross one. your eyes maybe we'll do a poll when is it okay for the church to say no when is it okay i mean i'll tell you when i've had to say no i'll, I'll give funerals as, as an example it's funerals i do a lot of funerals you know that right. i've done you know some tragic funerals there was one time where i literally just said I'd love to, but I can't. I am literally emotionally exhausted. Like, I will break down if I see another body. I, I've done, I, one time I did like, <laughs> like six funerals in like two weeks. I think seven. It was just bam, bam, remember, bam, 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 bam. I did a triple funeral. Yeah, that, trip, that was that triple one, yeah. I that mean, was, that was hard. It's insane. And I'm just like, I, I just, or I'm thinking about my people. Like, they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. We just can't. It's it's fifty. You're not connected to any of our churches, but it's fifty churches in this city. I know that you've sort of seen me and maybe a few others as the guys that tend to do more. I just can't. And and I think it's okay to say that. And I think that you people really. I feel don't. That. I don't think people th feel that, but it is okay. I mean, you you have to have your own well being, the well being of the church the well-being of the members, and if they're not members of the church, and they even if they don't, they need to understand that. Right. You know, and that's that's why we have open up the church for we members. We love for you to be a part of this. Yeah, we love, and, and then you, you wouldn't even have to worry about it. Right, right. But once again, once again, when you at home watching Jake's and Joyce and Joe. Don't say it. Call them. Don't say Oh, see, you said it. You said it. <laughs> You Ain't said it. Call, call Joyce. Call Joyce. See if she'll bring her plane. She got a plane. She can fly you out there. To Creflo. You and your you and your. But you know what? They tell you find a local church because they know that's an unsustainable for the life of people who really want to be a part of a covenant relationship where these Absolutely. type of needs are going to come up. They they know it. They know that that that's not their role. They, they they know that full well. So I don't really have like a beef, but I have a concern, and. I, I want people to see the beauty, and that's the other side of it, is that these things are supposed to be beautiful, sacred, you know, reverential type things. Right. And unfortunately, as our values change, it becomes this tug of war between the old and the new or the traditional, the secular and the spiritual. And in my world, I'm like, it's all spiritual. I don't care what you say. And I have a form, you know. It, yeah. it clearly says if you have any type of service here, you know, I am the last say. 
I, and I, not the last day because I'm God, as somebody once said. He thinks he's God. Right. <laughs> I got that just for making a suggestion at a wedding rehearsal. Look at this cat. Think he all God and stuff. <laughs> I'm, like, all I, I'm, like, I'm like, all I say was you can't just keep it shuffled down the aisle. <laughs> like, I, I need you to jiggle a little less uh, down right. the aisle. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's not appropriate. And I got a whole... Somebody did a Facebook Live about me just for that. I remember. Remember that? I yeah, remember. Hilarious. Yeah, I remember. So I just feel like you know, it's a concern. And I, I I think that's something where we need to like generate feedback online because I'm not saying go somewhere else. I don't want to serve you. Right. Not, not at all. One thing one thing for me, I and mean, this is this is just honestly for me, when when we're doing these funerals and these services, it literally the eulogy literally means to speak well of. If if you have no idea. Yeah. If you don't yeah. know them at all, yeah, it is very hard. You know, and, I do a lot of those, and, and I know I, I go try You've to go to the some. family. I've done some. You ask about the family. And I, I ask them what what type of person they were, and all, that, and I try to, but you know, and I, I've seen where people just it, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it, so, it's just, so I, I stop like if I don't know them that well, I preach a more like, general message. Yeah. Because I've had at least one instance where I'm like, you know, preaching, and she's such a sweetheart. And I, afterwards, the family was like, <laughs> "That wasn't them at all. She, she, she was the worst." <laughs> and like the family was like, "We don't even know what you were talking about. Who were you preaching about?" Like one lady was like, "I wanted to open the casket back up and see if I was at the right funeral." <laughs> And now, you know, so I, I just stopped trying, man. So, but I, I, but they can, I, I had to do a service. I want to say it wasn't last minute, but I really didn't know the family and a lot of family from out of town. So I went and did the service. And instead of just the traditional eulogy, I actually said, if you could think of one word to describe this dear sister, what would it be? And they literally started just speaking out from their seats. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful moment mm -hmm. because not only we hadn't had a lot of comments anyway, so that allowed these words of affirmation and love to kind of be spoken. Wow. And again, on the inside of me as a pastor, I'm like, look at how beautiful sacred moments can be if we just come and do this when, let's say somebody doesn't die. Right. Look at how we can celebrate, let's say, when you're not pregnant. And we're not even gonna have a conversation about the whole, you, would you bless a baby that's not married and all that. I'm, I'm just totally past that. I was just reading a policy where like the, uh, the, the babies, if the parents weren't married, you had to bless them in a side room or something. Like, you oh, can't yeah, do it I've in the sanctuary. Can't, you should do it in the sanctuary, or the, yeah. or the pastor won't do it. Uh, a, a side minister or somebody. I'm like, what's the difference? Uh, yeah, it's blessed. And I'll tell you, I look at that totally different. Because I'm here to bless the baby, not the act. The baby that, is the gift. The baby is the gift. You know, the, the act, gift. you know. You know, right. if, if, I, if, I, if I rob Walmart, Okay, of a TV, and I wrap <laughs> I it up do. and give it to you as a gift. It's still a gift. It's still a gift. I mean, you're gonna go to jail for having stolen property. I love the gift. I want. The you're gift. gonna be an accomplice. But no, but I mean that's a bad analogy. But I don't get into that judgment stuff. But again, you just wish for the betterment of people because church can be one of those. We always talk about what the ugliness it can be, and it is sometimes, right. but it can be. A beacon of hope. Such a beautiful yeah, place. Yeah, a beacon of hope. And, Where, it, and it could, you know, when, when we do things like that and bless the babies, and especially when the mother and the father aren't together, but we bring them up together, and we let them know that they're supposed to raise this child together and, you know, love and honor this child and, you know, things. That, and we, we're hoping that. And you're hoping that that will. 
sometimes I don't even get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I be like, it's a lost cause. He ain't going to be here a while. <laughs> this he ain't going to be here long. <laughs> sometimes I pray extra hard for the baby. <laughs> I pray. I pray extra hard for the baby. I get the oil out. Uh-huh. I start laying hands, speaking in tongues and stuff because I'm like, Lord. Lord, you're gonna need to really intervene in this child's life. You know, this this is gonna be a bad one. Wow. So so we wanna serve. And I think I speak and you speak for a lot of pastors in church. We we want to serve. We would love we would love to serve. But we'd rather be in connection beyond just the service. Right, right. We want connection. We want to know you. We want to grow with you, fellowship with you, and not just do your services. Right, from the womb to the tomb. That, that, from the rooter to the tomb? From the rooter to the tomb, as grandma would say. <laughs> so, you know, we want to be there for people, but it, it, it takes a commitment. I think that's the sad thing is it doesn't take a commitment. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't. And, 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 and no amount of heartfelt, you know, pontificating about this is really going to change people's ideas. Right. But I, again, go back to that beginning theme. I hope that we see the power of us. Yes. You know, so... This is one of those episodes because it hits on the community and individual situations. We'd love to hear feedback. So as you follow us and subscribe on YouTube, as you follow us on Facebook, we would love to hear your comments on this. If you disagree with something we've said, just understand we're human. We're pastors. Doing uh, the best we can. Doing the best we can with what we got. But we all want to serve. We all want to help. But maybe we need to relearn the best way to do that. So this is Religiously Incorrect with Pastor Todd and Pastor Jeff. We want you to see you subscribing. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Apple Music, iHeart, and all other platforms platforms where you might find us. Until next time, peace out. Deuces. People still say that? I don't know. Still alive? I'm about to start talking crazy again. Yeah.